Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. And, uh, man, how many people are excited about being here? Well, man, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. I know I'm excited about this. That's, uh, I'm always excited about sharing what God's got. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what. We're going to give the one, two, three uh, welcome to everybody that's online. So let's do that. One, two, three. Everybody said? Welcome. welcome. Good. Wish you guys were here, but you know what? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go with that, too. So, man, God's bringing folks in all the time. And how many people are ready to be revived? All right, all right. That's what we're talking about. So this morning, really, my message is really going to unpack right from the Word of God here in Psalm 85. But it's going to kind of center around on reviving, okay? Now, what comes to mind when you first hear the word revive? What's that? Bring to life. I like that, man. Man. I'll tell you what, we need her in the front row. We need that cheerleading, baby. I love it. That's right. We have a good time here, so I'm glad you guys are here. Got all the little folks in here smiling today, too. Bring it on. I love it. Man, all over the place. That's good stuff. But anyways, what's some other stuff you might think of? I wrote a few things down here. I'm going to share it with you. All right, out of our verse here, I'll read that first, and then we're going to kind of unpack a whole lot of stuff. Psalm 85, 6 said, Will you not revive us again that your people will, may rejoice in you? How many people know it's great to rejoice in the Lord? Sometimes even when things are tough, we can still rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Because God's good, what? All the time. And what's the rest of that? All the time, God is good. That's what I'm talking about. So when we think about being revived, I looked up a few things and I just thought about resuscitate. Man, I know I had to take that CPR class to talk about resuscitating. Bringing them back, man. I like that. I like that. What else we got? Awaken. Man, how many people are happy when somebody wakes them up? <laughs> me either. I just want to make sure it wasn't just me. See, maybe it's not just me. You know, but that awakening in our spirit, that quickening in our spirit, when we realize we need Jesus, when we realize that God's got the master plan, amen, that's what we need to be tuning into. What about this? To bring around. That was one of the other terms. And refresh and renew. need to renew our, our spirit with the Lord and the word of God. So let's take a look at this. And let me ask you a few questions. I asked you this already. Anybody need reviving? And y'all said Amen. What about this? How about our country? Does our country need a little reviving? That got real loud, didn't it? We said, we need a little reviving, but our country needs a lot of reviving, right? But guess what? Guess where revival starts? With us. Amen. It starts with the guy in the mirror, the gal in the mirror. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling here and see what God's got for us. Had a few more things here where I want to I read a few more things and stuff. It, they'd be all right. Chuck, you didn't pinch that baby, did you? <laughs> hey, it'd be fine. All is good. I'm going to keep on going. I'm happy to have them here. That's for sure. Praise God. Praise God. Get them in church early, right? Get them in there to hear the word of God. I love it. So let's look at a few things. I'm going to go back through our verse, and we're going to primarily be here, but I'm going to do about seven verses out of that psalm. We'll give you all a little homework this week, okay? If you all want to dig in that Psalm 85, look at that and see how the many blessings God's got in that for us. But it says, will you not revive us again that, people, that your people may rejoice in you? I'm probably jumping ahead of my notes. Never do that, right? Jumping ahead of my notes a little bit. But man, have you, have you ever seen so many people that claim to be Christians be so sad? Got quiet there, didn't it? You know? Now, just because you're a Christian, that don't mean sunshine just pops out of your fingertips and everything else. But we should have the deep-rooted joy in Jesus, amen? Because we know we got the victory. We know that we are overcomers in Christ. And so this is what's going on here. Uh, really had a few things here. And the psalmist wrote this many moons ago. And what he was talking about is how there was a falling away of Israel. 
And, and you know what? That still pertains to us today because I believe there's a falling away in the world, falling away in the church a little bit. So I hope today's message will revive us, resuscitate us, bring us back around, refresh us and renew us, and give us an awakening in the things of God. Everybody said amen if they're on, on fire for the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. So I want to do a little reading out of there. Got some selected verses. Tim, what did I do? Okay, well, I need you. I need you, baby. I need you. I knew it was on me. It's like when I'm texting. And if I ever text you something that makes absolutely no sense, it means I got a fat thumb. Amen? That's for sure. But uh, while you guys, if you got your Bibles, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. Open it up to Psalm 85. We usually have most of the scriptures up here. And we'll go ahead and read through them. But while you're getting squared away on that, um, we're going to jump right on in. I really broke it down in three sections today. If you look at your notes, if you look at your notes, we got desperation, restoration, and celebration. How's that sound to y'all? And I just real fast, I said desperation is without Jesus. Restoration is with Jesus. And celebration is for eternity. How's that sound? So if you don't get nothing else out of the service today, you log in on that, all right? So let's go ahead. If you got your Bibles, we're going to read a little bit along, along here. And starting with verse 1, it says, Lord, pour, Lord, you poured out blessing on your land. You restored the fortunes of Israel. You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sin. You held back your fury. You kept back your blazing anger. Now restore us again, O God, of our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Will you... Will you be angry with us always? Will you pour, will you, excuse me, will you prolong your wrath to all generations? Will you not revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O oh Lord, and grant us your salvation. So what I want to do is take a look here and kind of break out some of those uh, odds and ends as we go along. So verse 1, what is he doing? He pours out our blessing. He pours out blessings and he restores their fortune. Amen. He restores the fortune. What was happening in this time that folks were just falling away from the Lord. But God was still working in their life. How do you know God's still God even when we're not acting like we know him? Wow, that got quiet. That's the truth, though. We never don't act like we know him. Sometimes we get a little sidetracked, don't we? Man, am I mature? I'm just preaching to me today, right? <laughs> All right. But, you know, sometimes I think we can find that we start to drift a little bit, don't we? You don't drift on course, you drift off course, right? So that's why we have to have our anchor in the word of God. But let's take a look at this. So he pours out the blessing, he restores their fortune. He's, he's showing grace to the people. I mean, like God's grace. Both hands on that, one leg. God's grace is good all the time, right? Verse 2 says, he forgave the guilt of their people and covered all their sin. Moves on down, he said, held back his anger and fury. You ever had somebody angry with you? Man, isn't it good when, it, when, when, when that's being held back, right? But I want to tell you this. God is in love with you. Amen? I don't want you all to think, oh, God's after me. God, God, you know what? God is seeking you, right? The question is, are we seeking God? He's drawing you close to him. That's what I want you to hear today. The psalmist cries out, Lord, restore us again. Have you ever been in a relationship with the Lord and said, Lord, I just need a, a, a filling again? Lord, I, just, I have been out here on my own. See, God doesn't go anywhere. We tend to drift again, like I said. But I want to tell you this. When you call on the name of the Lord, he's not far. Amen? So I want you to hear that today. If you feel like, man, I've just walked away from the Lord, that's probably true. I know the God that's pre preaching to you has done that in his life too. But I'm going to tell you what. God says he's, he's quick to forgive when we turn. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. We come on down here, and it says, 
that uh, in verse six is that he pleads he pleads to revive them. That's what I hope we get out of here today. Are we pleading with the Lord to revive us? How many people want to see things different in their country, in their family, all over the world? How many know that, that there should be an urgency in the church for sharing Jesus with people, amen? Not just for the pastors, not just for the worship leaders, for all of us, right? Because God has called us to be a mirror of Christ. He's called us to be making disciples, amen? So that's what I want you all to hear. You know, one of the things that's been great, you know, we started doing some of the live streams and people just hitting the share button. God is using you in that way to go ahead and get his message out. Who knows who's going to hear that? We send these over to the Philippines as well, and they're using some of these for some of the teaching and stuff that we support over there. So you just don't know. See, a lot of times we look at, at what we can see, but God looks in the unseen and what he knows can be. Amen? Amen. That's a big amen there. So when we look at our lives, don't just, if you're going through a tough patch, just say, man, God's got a plan for my life. I'm going to keep sticking to the stuff. I'm going to keep on rolling. Lord, revive me as I draw close to you. And then we come on down here. The psalmist desires God's unfailing love and yearns for salvation. How many people know if they died tonight, they'd go to spend the rest of their days, eternity, I should say, in heaven? Amen. 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 That's good. That's it. it you know how I like when people say, yes, I know. And, I, and you know what? It's not because of anything we did. It's all because of what God did, the shed blood on the cross. He made the perfect sacrifice for us. And when we claim that through faith, we have a place in heaven. Amen. That's what I want people to hear today. I want them to hear that today. But you know what? He still has a mission for us while we're here, right? To share the gospel, to get the word out. How many people have been sharing the gospel a little bit? Amen. How many people could share it a little bit more? We always could share it a little bit more. And you know, I don't get people to raise their hand to embarrass anybody else. I want you to engage with what God has called you to do. Now look. Sharing our faith might look different the way I do it than the way you do it and somebody else. But here's the bottom line. We're pointing them to Jesus. We're pointing them to the cross. We're pointing them the only way to get saved is through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want you all to hear that. So a lot of times you, you, you talk to different people. I've been witnessing to people. And I had a guy that said he was a Christian. And I started telling people about how to, to know the Lord. That you know to turn from their sin, turn to Jesus Christ, put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross and the shed blood of, of, of uh, Jesus for our sins. And, and then I had somebody go, yeah, but. I said, whoa, well, yeah, but what? Nothing. It is the cross plus nothing. Jesus did it all, amen? Jesus is the, is the total package. So don't get wrapped around the wheel about got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Jesus did it all. I want you all to hear that today. Because so many times people get sidetracked and they think, well, i got a part to play. Your part to play is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, let's keep on going. I get excited about sharing Jesus in case you ain't uh, noticed that. So with all that being said today, I broke out this, like I said earlier, three points. Desperation, restoration, celebration. Anybody been in a desperate situation? Man, I think all of us could say amen to that. So let's start there. Because you know what? That's where we really are, whether we know it or not. Without Jesus. Desperation. And, and I think what happens is this. And I said, how many people has ever been in that situation? How many? Somebody's always been in desperate. Man, it's, it's lonely, isn't it? It's scary. It's overwhelming. You're thinking, What's, I, I don't know what to do next. It's just crazy, right? And, but it doesn't have to be that way. But that's where we are many times. And, and we can be worried sick about different things. And what happens? Fear starts to roll in, right? God says perfect love casts out all fear. Who's got perfect love? Jesus, God, 
we need more Jesus in our life, right? So when we're looking at this, we start to feel like it's out of control. It's out of my control. You ever feel like things are out of your control? Most things, if we're really serious about it, are out of your control. Very little you can control. Probably, <laughs> I heard that, Lord. I was in Usually the best thing that we can try to control is this mouth, right? I'm preaching to me first, right? You got to laugh at God sometimes. You're thinking he just put something in your spirit and you go, I got it, yeah. Because, you know, I say, man, you know, I'm preaching to me first. But, you know, if we could just listen more. I didn't say hear. There's a difference between hearing and listening, amen? We want to listen to what God has for us so that we could take at that point and turn around and apply what God has given us to our life, amen? That's what I want you guys to hear. So when I think about this, there's so many things out of control in my life at times that I have really very little that I can, I can deal with. And, and, you know, you think about this. Sometimes it could be health. Sometimes it could be finances. Sometimes it could be dealing with other folks, you know what I mean? So what do we do in those situations? We seek the Lord. We seek the Lord. Because who's in control? God. God's in control. And I think a lot of times we try to micromanage this. Now, has anybody ever done this? You go to work or you go to school or you go, maybe somebody in your family, you come home that night and something just wasn't right. Somebody said something right when you got ready to leave, right? And you think about it all night long. Oh, you toss and turn. And you're just waiting for that person next week to say whatever, you know, waiting for tomorrow. If they say this, I'm going I'm to hit them with that. I'm going to hit them with this. I'm going to turn them with that. Then next thing you know, man, you, you've got this whole arsenal of, man, I wish you would. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's what I, man, I wish they would. Because if they say that, man, I'm on it, right? And guess, who's, guess what? They're at home going like this. They're not even thinking about it probably. But you have got it all worked out. How many times have you guys wasted a whole lot of time doing that? Amen? Amen. I know I have. I, I think back over the years how much time I did the woulda, shoulda, coulda. You know? Man, I should have said this. I would have said it. But if they said that, boy, I'm all out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and, and, and all that, there's no seeking the Lord in that. It was seeking me in that. We like, boy, we, man, I'm going to get them on the ropes, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them. I'm going to tell them. And instead of making things better, what does it do? It makes me bitter. It makes me bitter. And guess what? Not only does it make you better, your family ain't going to like it a whole bunch either. Dad, what are you doing? What do you want? I just was going to see if you want you know, gravy on the mashed potatoes. You know, something like that. But that's the whole thing. We can get overwhelmed because things are out of control. But when we know the one that is in control, guess what? We can rest in him. That's what I want us to see here. So, guess what? Some desperation or desperate times. Sin is a desperate situation. Amen? Do you believe that? Let me hear you say amen. Mm. You know what I find is, a lot of times, we don't even consider that, do we? When we're in the midst of doing what we want to do. How many people like to do things their way? I'm going to do it my way. How many know that your way is probably not the best way? I'm going to pray for all y'all. How many know that your way is probably not the best way? I'm going to tell you what. God's way is the best way. But, boy, we'll, we'll buck and fight and everything else, man. But we like, to, we like to drive the bus. How many people like to drive the bus? i got to sing this little song. Tanya and Tim do this when I'm saying something. They go, Buddy's Magic Show. I was like, what? 
Because she goes, I, he wants it this way, and he wants it this way, and he wants it this way. And I go, come on, man. So I said, come on, give me a break. But that's usually when I bring him back in, and I guess I better listen more. So you got to be willing to listen more. But you know what? you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes. It's like, no, okay, I didn't mean it to be like that. But aren't you glad you got some friends that love you enough that will speak into your life and say, hey, uh, there's other people that got, got some good inputs here. Amen. And I am thankful for those people, especially to give you godly wisdom. Amen. Always line it up with God's word. So sin is a desperate situation because you know why? We cannot save ourselves. Let me hear you say, we cannot save ourselves. Amen. So that means everybody needs Jesus, right? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So you think about this. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all miss the mark. And when we come face to face with that realization, we start to realize what? We need Jesus. Now, some people think they're just going to do better, right? I'll give more. I'll do more. I won't cuss as much. All those things. You know, everybody's got their little list. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I've had people who used to come to church from time to time and they said, I got to get back into it. Okay, it's a relationship. What would happen if you told your wife, I'm just trying to get back into it? I can tell you what, I'm going to be praying healing on your body. That's what's going to happen. Because she's going to say, give me, I'm going to, right? I just got to get back into it. It's a relationship. It's not religion. It's not laws. It's Jesus Christ, amen. And when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, I get excited. Now, for some of y'all, many of y'all have heard my testimony. I won't go all through it. I grew up uh, not going to church. I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. And if you were a rock and roller, there is a whole lot of in between there, right? You, you think you're the guitar God and everything else, but you ain't nothing, right? But I'm going to tell you what. When God comes in your life, you start realizing, man, I am blessed. You go from desperation to respiration to celebration. And that's where we're at today. If you know Jesus Christ, we should be in a celebration mode of what's going on with him. But I tell you what, it wasn't that I didn't believe God uh, didn't, or, or didn't know. No, I didn't know about God. I thought I knew him. I didn't understand. But man, on Halloween night, 1995, somebody came outside of the church with some Bible tracts and some candy. I'm already listening. They got food. So, you know, that's a good way to get to somebody right there. Feed them and tell them about Jesus, right? And I got what they call a little Bible track about this big. And basically what it is, it's the word of God. And I asked you a couple questions. It said, if you died tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? And I did like most people do. Well, I'm not, I never killed nobody. I try to do right. I even weed eat at my neighbor's yard last week. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just giving the list. But the Holy Spirit just pushing on the heart. I said, no, that's not what it is. And I begin to read more and look at God's word. And it said, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And it showed me that I can't get to heaven on my own. I need a savior. Aren't you glad there's only one Savior and his name is Jesus Christ? Now, that week, and I'll I'll go ahead and share this for for some folks that hadn't heard it before. That week, everything that could come up in the world for us not to go to that church came up. The the enemy will lie to you. How many know that? How many know people people know me that I do not weed eat? Right? I had to swear off the weed weed eating. I believe, I ain't found a scripture. I believe they got weed eaters in hell. Okay? It's bad. It's bad business there. I mean, we get weed eaten. I had every type of weed eater known to man. Little spool, big spool, double spool. Last time I had one of those, even had a big thing on your back that says, back off. I'm going out there. Got to work on it. Go three feet, work on it. And I'm not proud to say this, but I can tell you what. One of those will bounce probably about four or five times in the circle where I live. 
Denise is going, what are you doing? I'm done. I'm done. I don't need this. This is not, and my neighbors, my neighbors, you know what was getting bad? Because my neighbors would get iced tea and go, he's, he's working in the yard. <laughs> he's working in the yard. We're going to get him. Oh, he does good on that. That's no problem. He's got the weed eater. <laughs> we got him now. And I was like, man, that would just drive me crazy. Things in life can frustrate us, don't it? But, you know, a lot of times we just get overwhelmed. Why in the world would I let that get the best of me? I surely wasn't seeking the Lord. I just want to get the job done. I'm just going, I don't have time for this or I don't have time for that. You better take time for the Lord, amen? That's where we need to start. But going back to my testimony a little bit, we went to the church the following Sunday. And right when we walked in, we got in the very back, you know. And they started passing out the pens and asking, was this your first time here? And you know you can't lie because you're in your church. You go, yes, yeah. And the guy started talking about how many people would like a check for a million dollars? I told my wife, oh, we should have got up front. This is not a bad, this is good, right? <laughs> Still in the street. My brain has not been, been uh, saved here, man. It, nothing, nothing has been saved there. I'm just like, okay, what's going on? And they had on a, uh, like a little easel, he had a thing. And he said, I, I, how many people would like that check for a million dollars? And I go, man, this is good. Okay, what, what, what is he talking about? And he turned it around, and it was a check. He said, why do you walk away from things that money can't buy? Eternal salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Nat started talking just what it had in that Bible track. He started pulling in God's word. He said, you know what? You can put your name in here. Pay to the order of Buddy Chapman. See, I had to make it mine. We had to, by faith, I had to make it mine. In the, in the, in the sum of eternal life, signed in red, Jesus Christ. They used the object lesson to open up and see what's going on in my life. Yeah. That's not on there. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say is this. So many times that we look at stuff and think it's overwhelming, overwhelming, and it can be overwhelming on our own. But when, when that scripture hit my heart, everything changed. And thank God for people that went outside the church walls. Amen? We come in here to get filled up so we can pour out. Amen? I hope you guys see that. And from that time, I've been running my race with the Lord. I said, Lord, you know what? I need you. I need you in my life. See, I didn't have a problem understanding that I was a sinner. I had that down. I wanted to know what I do, what about it? How do we fix that? One answer. Everybody know the answer? Jesus, amen. Amen. Put in our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Now, you guys heard the gospel message about ten times, right? Already this morning. We're going to keep on going because that is the message that saves. Let's keep on going. So what about this? We're in a desperate situation without Jesus, but we're in a great situation with Jesus, amen? Here we go. Guilt begins to build when we're in a desperate situation. Sometimes sin can be overwhelming, can it? Yes. And that guilt gets a little heavy, doesn't it? It can be paralyzing. And the enemy, the devil, wants you to be paralyzed with fear. But God wants you to be walking in the fullness of its grace. You hear to see the difference here? When we come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, God says, I'm going to wipe away all your sin. How many know that's a good thing? Past, present, and future. He said, I'm going I'm to set you in the family. I'm going to seal you with my spirit. In Ephesians 1, he talks about that. I want you guys to realize what God has done for us. But what happens is we get overwhelmed and guilt begins to build. Guilt can get so heavy duty that it's hard to breathe, isn't it? We can just get overwhelmed with that. Because you know what? Then worry sets in. Anybody worry? You know where I'm going with this. Everybody else said, don't say you worry. 
We do worry from time to time. But what I'm telling you, I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, oh, you should just let everything fly and go. You know what? Let's take it to the Lord. We all worry. We all worry. But I'm going to tell you what I found out after 52 years on this planet. I have never met anybody that worried a problem to a solution. Have you? Man, I worried that so bad, man, and we're good now. Woo, I've been worrying that all night, look, and now it's fixed. No. But I tell you what, I've seen people say, you know, I've been praying about it, laying this at the foot of the Lord, and he's given me peace about it. That doesn't mean we're jumping up and down and doing backflips when we're, we're waiting on doctor reports, when we're waiting for the loan to close, when we're seeing how we're trying to restore our marriage or whatever the case may be, is that God is in control. And what I find in my life, and you see it throughout Scripture, when we align our life with the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Never let anybody else hold you back from being all you can be in the Lord. Amen? We'll say, well, you know, I remember this, and this is nobody's fault but my own. I was in different relationships and stuff where I met my beautiful bride, and I wanted to go to church, and the other folks that I was with didn't want to go to church. That should have been a sign that they weren't around for the long haul. Amen? <laughs> right? Now, that, that's just how it goes. But you know what? I should have went anyway so that I could be a mirror of Christ to that, that friend, that, that family, or whatever. But I tell you today, everybody here, you're hearing the word of God that transforms your heart. Amen. Everybody doing good? So we don't have to, we don't have to be guilty because guess what? Our sins are forgiven in Christ. Amen. That's a great thing. That's an amazing thing. I love my, one of my favorite verses in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus today? By faith. Guess what? No condemnation. Listen real close. Pastor Buddy is not telling you live any way you want to live, do this, all that. What I'm saying is when you've got a personal relationship with the Lord and his spirit comes into your life, then he's driving our life, should be. He should be navigating our, our thoughts. He should be navigating our lives. And guess what? Sometimes we still want to grab the wheel, but go back to the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? I need some help in this area. Help me to rely on you. That's not a bad prayer. What is it, a friend of mine I work with, he, he will be praying about something. And I thought he was kidding one day. He goes, I'm serious. He said, Lord, protect me from me. And the more I thought about that, I said, that's probably not a bad prayer. Because you're your own worst enemy. Sometimes, Lord, we were praying. He said, you going to pray? We, we go out to eat. He said, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. I said, we ain't even got the food. He said, we'll pray anyway to get here faster. I said, okay, I'm praying. And he usually said, Lord, protect me from myself. Man, let me tell you. When God has you in his hand, it's the best place to be. Amen? He hadn't lost any. And none, none have fallen through the hand of God. Amen? Well, let's go back here. Going back to the psalmist, what he had in, in verse 2, he said, You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sin. Man, isn't that a great way to celebrate Jesus? Let's keep on rolling here. Oh, man, I'm just click happy today in a tent. So you, you held back your fur, you kept back your blazing anger. When you look back on all that God's brought you through, how does it make you feel? Do you kind of think about that from time to time? Do you think about where you were and where you are now and where you're going? Things might not be the best right now in what's going on in your life, but I want to tell you what, you are better off right where you are right now, sticking close to God in any other place you could be, regardless of your situation, amen? Because God loves you and God's for you and God will never let you go. Again, the, the beauty of having a church family to come alongside 
and love on you when things are going on. It made me think of uh, Brother Bill. He's uh, going through a tough time. They brought him home this week. He's, uh, I believe Bill's 89 years old now. Still got a handshake or drop you like a bad habit, boy. Just like that. But I tell you what, we need to be lifting him up. But we can come alongside him and Miss Pega as he's going through a tough time, battling a few things that he's been battling. But we still trust in God for miracles, amen? God is in the miracle business. God is good. And God has the master plan. But we look at this. Let's talk about this again. He forgave your guilt. Have, anybody, have you ever been in a situation in a relationship and somebody said, I forgive you? And they wholeheartedly meant it. And it restored that relationship. How did you feel? About 50 pounds lighter, right? Whew, man. That's what, that's what God says. I've, I've removed all your sin. And I want us to, to hear that and see that today because that's what revives your heart. When you realize what God has done for you, get excited about it. Tell somebody. And that's what I don't understand when I see so many folks that are Christians singing the blues, man. What we have to do is we have to go back and remember what God's done for us. It's not a bad thing to read through the word and look at them promises, amen? Think about that. When I start, I love sharing testimonies and hearing other people's testimonies because what it does, it builds our faith. Man, I go, wow, look at that. Look what God has done. Look what God has done in this person's life, that person's life. And he's no respecter of a person. He loves us all the same, amen? But I want to be leaning in. I always said this when we get to heaven, y'all looking for pastor, buddy. I'm going to be as close as I get up to Jesus. I'm going to be leaning up in there like that if I can. Where'd you get up there? Man, it's nothing like that. You ever just sometimes, I, I tell Denise, I say, just hold me. Get overwhelmed. Say, just hold me. She goes, you good now? <laughs> you good now? But sometimes you, just, sometimes you just need that touch. You need that touch of God, amen? And that's what God offers to us through a relationship with Jesus Christ. I had a few more things here. I said, man, this, this Tuesday has really been great. Last Tuesday and all the Tuesdays that we come together to study God's Word, we were really talking about revival and talking about how things have gone over the last couple hundred years and stuff. And, and they were looking at a trend on stuff, not that you can really say, well, this is exactly when this is going to happen. But what we see, a major falling away from God, and you got people praying, and you see God turning back to us when we're seeking the Lord. And I think it was like 65, 70 years, they were saying, if I'm not... Uh, yeah, it's like that. And you start looking at it. And, and they took, I love Bible study. It's great. If you guys, please, you can jump in anytime, 7 o'clock on Tuesday night right here. And they were just talking about it. Do you know that they said there was a time not too long ago that people would shut down their business for hours so people could pray? In America. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know. We, we did a study years ago, and you would, you would be amazed if you haven't studied this out about what's going, what used to happen in the Capitol. There used to be a worship service every Sunday. I think it was the Army band used to play the worship stuff. Have we got away from that a little bit? Just amazing. Most of the folks that signed the, the Constitution were preachers. It was just amazing. And you start opening your eyes and you say, how in the world did we get here where we're at today? From there, we turn away from God. We want to drive the bus. But I'm going to tell you what, it's not too late to turn back and be revived by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Everybody ready for some more reviving? So we know our situation, that we're in a desperate situation because we can't save ourselves. We can't go it alone. We need Jesus. Amen? Aren't you glad that he came? Yes, indeed. So next we got a little restoration. I love restoration. Look at this here. If you guys get a chance, give you some more homework this week. Read the book of Colossians. I think it's only like four chapters in there, but chapter two is powerful. Look at this. I want to read this here. 
chapter 2, verse 13, and it says, You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. Somebody say, all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, oh, I love this, he disarmed the spiritual rulers of authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you what, like my buddy used to say, if they don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Because I'm going to tell you, that's something right there to be excited about. When I found out that I was no longer on the path to hell, but I was on, on the path to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, People say, you've always been kind of hyper, but man, when you got saved, you went, meow. That does not mean I grab people and put them in the Holy Ghost headlock, any of those things. But I will be fast to tell you what God's done in my life. Amen? Tell them what, you do. Well, tell them what he's done in your life, what he's brought you through. You know? And with that, guess what? I want to just throw this out there. There's been some correction in my life along the way through the Lord. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. You know, sometimes there's things that he says, uh, you, need to, you need to work on that. I've gave you a way around that. I've gave you a way through that. Walk with me through this area of your life. And guess what? That's a daily thing. God's still working in my life, amen? But I know one thing. My destination is secured because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's take a look at this. So many things to unpack out of that. Restoration. Man. Now, I did a little research on this some time ago. Back in the biblical times, way back when, when you had a debt and you paid that debt off in full, they'd write a note and they would put it in the post of the person that they had a debt against right here. Paid in full. Put it right up in there. Nail it up there. Nail that in the area of their door right there. Jesus is the door, right? He's the one way to heaven. He said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes through me but by him. Now, my dad and my mom, thank the Lord, they could grew up tough, man. They grew up hard. My mom was born in 1929. My dad was born in 1930. He's going to be with the Lord now probably about five, six years ago. But my mom is still with us. Praise God. Going to have an 88th birthday, April the 2nd, if everything goes good, and we're trusting that. I said, Mama, how you doing today? She said, I'm breathing. I'm great. <laughs> my mom is funny, man. She's good. And then she says, when are the Redskins playing? There's she is. She goes, right from I'm doing good, when is the Redskins playing? Boy, if she finds out they talk about giving us Romo, it might take her out. I'll leave that one alone. All the Dallas Cowboy fans are going, yeah, there you go. But my folks never had a credit card. To this day, never had a credit card. We wouldn't even know how to operate without a credit card, you know? And uh, he said, well, you know, if I could, I don't like buying stuff on time. That's what he said. And ever since I was a kid, when my dad would go get something, he said, hey, they go, here's your, here's your receipt, Mr. Chapman. He goes, oh, could, could do me a favor? Yeah, yeah. He said, I want you to write paid in full right there. Oh, you got your receipt. Excuse me. I just paid it. Paid in full right there. He bring it home to Ruthie, baby. Mama got a stack of them. Paid in full. Paid in full. Now, let me tell you, we never went without, but sometimes we went a long time before we got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They weren't rushing down every time. Oh, new TV. No, they'd be like, oh, well, I can still see shadow people on ours. It's all right. You know? <laughs> my folks, I got to tell you this. We finally got a TV. Well, the TV that my mama's got at the house. It's so funny. Alexa came over and said, what is it? She, she had never seen a console TV. My mom said, you can't even find one. She goes, oh, that's so cute. What is it? I said, baby, that's the TV. She goes, really? What? I thought you did come over and said that. Oh, okay. 
Excuse me. That's old too. Yeah. No, 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 no. My fault. Rewind. Let's fix that. But anyway, there was things, there's things at my mom's house that you just don't know what they are. Do not take any medicine at my mama's house. If you go back there, it's like, I came over on a Mayflower. We don't want that, yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry, baby. I thought that's what it was. I know you was crawling all over the TV and going, what is this? So, yeah, and then when you upgrade, like when we upgrade stuff, it's still like 25 years old, you know. I'm getting sidetracked on that. What I'm saying is this. When we start looking at things, man, God's got the best path. We turn around, and, 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 and when, when you turn around, I wanted, what I was really trying to get out of the whole situation was this, that my dad would always say paid in full. He says something because it's finished. I'm done. It's paid for. And I always thought about that when I started researching and doing study at the cross. It's finished. I'm done. The question is, will you receive that? Amen. That's the restoration that we got in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. And I talk about this every time we share. Hebrews 9.22. I didn't understand this before I got in the church and understand. What, why did it say, say it by the blood of the Lamb? You, you know, we got to be careful with some of the Christian terms because the world's going, I don't know what they're talking about. You go by a place that says, say it by the blood of the Lamb. You're like, I ain't going there. Right? You think about it. He's like, I ain't going in there. I don't go, what do they mean by that? Well, when you take time and somebody nurtures you in the word of God and we read that, we start understanding. Here's a good scripture for that, right? Hebrews 20, uh, 9, 22. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. There was a life for a life. There was a life source is the blood. And Jesus poured out his blood for us on the cross. It says, power in the name of Jesus, the power in the blood of Christ. That was able to purchase each one of us, out of our sin debt and put us in the family of God when we put our faith and trust in that. Amen? I just want you all to hear that because I know a lot of times, i tell you what happens to me when I'm working my, my day job. You know the worst thing that happens to me most of the time is if the History Channel does something on the Bible study. Because they come in all over the place and people say, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? I said, just go to, let's go to the Bible and see what they say. Because the history story, they, they were, man, they're weaving it any way they want and everything like that. But are you using the Bible? Where did dinosaurs come from? Where did this happen? When did this, what about carbon dating and all this? I said, what about Jesus? Let's start there. Because it's finished there. I think it's great to study the Word and everything else, but we try to overload people with stuff when the problem with, with, with our life is that our sin separates us from God. The good news is that Jesus brings us back in through the shed blood on the cross and raising on the third day. Guess what? Easter's coming. Everybody excited about that? He is risen. We're going to be doing some really cool stuff. God's got some great things that he's going to show us there. But there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood. Amen? So everybody doing good? How many people are restored? Amen. Well, good. So there's something to celebrate, isn't it? So talking about celebration... I want to look back here through some scriptures and bring this in. Luke 15, 7. Read all that. Uh, Luke 15 got some great stuff in there. Jesus teaching there. It says, I tell you that it is the same way that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than, one, than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I'm going to tell you what. I guarantee you when I got saved, there was a party in heaven, boy. They were going, woo, we got him out of the clutches of the devil. Amen. Because, man, I tell you, I used to like rocking and rolling. It, man, I tell you, turn it up loud, everything. I would play so loud that you, if you put a, a, a lighter up there and I hit a note, it would blow it out. Whew. And my kids go, how come you can't hear, Dad? That's part of it. 
And then 32 years of wind tunnel work, that'll do it too. So I'm going, I know you didn't say what you just said. And I'm thinking, my brain's clicking when they say something. I'm going, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. You know? It, it might be something, hey, Dad, did you let the dog out? And I hear like, hey, Dad, you sure are fat. It could be that. But I'm thinking, surely, this, I mean, I, it's, it's like mumbling. And you get in a restaurant, and people are talking, and I'm just smiling. I, just, I told y'all, she might see this. When I go to the DMV, there's a lady at the DMV, man. Love the lady. She's nice. But she does like my wife. She starts out loud, and then she starts talking like that. And then, she's, then, then all I get is about a P or a T. It's a long line. Stamp the thing, lady. I got to go back. I got to go. And so I'm going, and she did it. So I watch people's faces, and she's going, I said, yeah, I know what you mean. And then she said, I said, yeah, you got to watch that. And then she, I said, praise God. And I'm sitting there, Lord, I don't know what she's saying. I'm just trying to be encouraging, but I can't hear anything she's saying. She, and then she go like this. I said, oh, we need to pray for her. Right? So far, I've been tracking pretty good. Next time you see I can't get my tags renewed, you're going to say, I guess she watched the tape, huh? <laughs> but she's a sweetheart. I just can't hear. Right? Lord, give us ears to hear your message. How many times have we heard the saving message of Jesus Christ and it just went, and we kept on walking? We thought we knew what God wanted from us, right? You said, but you always got a crazy story. Everybody's got a story in their life. Everybody's got a song in their life, man. The question is, are, are you willing to share that to bring others closer to God? That's what it's about. Hey, laugh at me. If he bring you closer to Jesus, I don't care. Because guess what? I get excited because I'm going to be celebrating. Think of that. When you, have you ever had somebody who could, been in a hospital and something, they get a good report? They got a bad report, now they got a good report? That's rejoicing. How much more should we be rejoicing when we know that they're not lo no longer going to go to hell but spend eternity in heaven, amen, because of what Christ did? I get excited about that. Man, and I want everybody to know, in case y'all ain't noticed that. If you're in a drive-thru and I'm in there and it's real long, it's not because I'm ordering a lot of food. It's because I'm sharing Jesus, amen? Don't make no difference to me. Back up. I like to get them to gather around the fry machine. I say, hey, man, uh, you got a minute? They go, yeah. I said, man, I got to tell you something. I said, the other guy Hey, your buddy to come over here. What? Yeah, man. Hey, you, what about your manager busy? Come here. Yeah, what? What? I get them all over there. I say, man, let me tell you what God's done for me. Do y'all know Jesus? Some of them go, yeah. Some of them go, who? I said, Jesus, the son of God, the one that takes away the sin in the world. He back there with a shake of the french fries. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, don't get me up in Taylor's buying some wood or something out there. I got them on there. Get in line, start sharing some Jesus, man. Get, get some, some money back. And I'm, I'm telling them about, hey, $1, only one way to get to heaven, right? You know? See what's going on? People going, <coughs> I was like, man, you got it's salt treated wood. It'll be good when you leave here. I'm talking about Jesus. Don't make no difference to me. <laughs> Let, let's keep on rolling. Because I'm going to tell you, I want to make the most of every opportunity, man. I'm serious. Tim, did we leave somebody to the Lord at McDonald's? Huh? Yes, we did. Hung right out of there, prayed with the guy, led him to the Lord. Don't make no difference, man. That's why I like sharing these things because people say, did you kidding me? Went one time, this ain't even in the notes, man. How we doing? Oh, we're doing good. So we went and we had been praying for people and went out and praying for folks. And I went and met a guy at Sears. 
right? And man, I'm always, Lord, give me a doorway to tell them about you. Young guy, how you doing that? I said, I'm doing just fine, man. And he turned his arm around and he had a cross on his arm. Oh, so I got him now, boy. I got something to talk about now. And he had his grandmama's name on there. And I said, hey, man. And I was, I was actually looking for a filter for my vacuum cleaner, but God had a bigger plan. I'm telling you the everyday stories because that's how God moves in everyday stories, amen? So I get over there, and the guy turns around. I say, hey, man, tell me about Let me see that tattoo, man. He goes, oh, yeah, man. He popped that thing out there, man. Or doing all this stuff. Yeah, oh, that's great, man. That's good. Young guy. And I said, uh, what, what is that about? He said, oh, that's my grandmother. You know, that's my grandmother's name on there. I said, oh, that's good. She said, yeah, she passed. I said, I'm sorry to hear about it. She said, she's been gone a long time. But she really impacted my life. Amazing lady. Church going woman. That's good. I said, she knew the, she knew the Lord? He said, grandma, grandma knew Jesus. I said, that's amazing. Do you know Jesus? Got a little got slow there. Now he's looking, what, what size uh, motors on your vacuum cleaner? I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I started talking to him. I said, surely you want to see your grandma again, right? And surely, you know, that we know that sin separates us from, from an awesome holy God. And I went into the gospel, and this guy starts bawling, crying in the vacuum cleaner aisle. Tiny Tim come over there and say, I'll be right with you. Right? So we pray with the guy that God gives his life to the Lord. The gospel message, hearing the gospel message, pierced his heart. He came into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ right there on aisle 36 or wherever it was. Who knows? Right? Jesus got another one. That's something to celebrate. When I think about, man, people celebrating in heaven, we should be excited when people come to know Jesus Christ. Right? Let's keep on rolling. So, I like to share this a lot of times. I said, God sees value in you right here, right now. Amen? Sometimes we come to church and we're just feeling pretty low. Sometimes we come and we start out and say, man, I'm going to come to church, but I've heard this many times. So, man, I'd like to get to church, but uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I just wasn't feeling it today. So now I say, oh, okay, that's cool. You got Facebook? Yeah. You got YouTube? Yeah. Well, you can watch it online. How about that? We'll take them anyway. We'll baby feed them anyway, spoon feed them anyway. Get the word to folks. Amen? God's opened up a whole new avenue for us to share the gospel, man. That's so cool. It's amazing. But you know what? God sees value in you right here. How many people used to think that they had to clean up before they come to Christ? Amen? I did. I thought, oh, I got to get this right. I had some neighbors that were so good to me. They knew me, and they still invited me to church. This is really crazy. They knew me, and they wanted me to date their sister. I said, that is not a good plan. Right? <laughs> I was like, you guys are great neighbors. This is no good. No. Right? But they would always Love on me and the Lord. And when I got saved, you talk about some people excited. I don't know. They probably figured the property value was going to go up <laughs> where I used to live at. And it was so funny. He said, man, something's different. Something's different. I said, man, Jesus is in my life. He said, I told her. I told her. And you know what my, my neighbor's wife said? Do you know how long we've been praying for you? A long time. Man, I just get teared up about that. Because, you know, a lot of people would just say, man, just leave that guy alone. He's too far gone. Man, what's going on here? Everything else. And now preaching? They come to church every now and then they go, this is amazing. This is amazing. I think it's amazing. It's not about buddy. It's about how good God is, man. It's crazy. We've been doing some of those live streams. And I have a, uh, some ladies sit with my mom from time to time. So one evening, Kim, if you're on the Kim Shook, uh, was there. He said, your baby boy is preaching? 
So she pulled it up. My mom's looking at that. You know what my mom said out of all those things? Never thought I'd live to see that day. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mara. Love you too. She said, did you ever think about it being a preacher? She said, oh, Lord, no. Isn't that something? That's crazy, man. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. But that's so good. Because what happens is your life, God takes your life right where it is. But he loves you too much that so he refuses to leave you there. He'll work in your life. Now, I'm not telling you for one second everything is perfect with what I do. Man, the Lord knows I'm saying every week I'm preaching to me. There's adjustments that I make and everything else. But what makes me so excited is this, is that guess what? Jesus saved my soul. Can you say that? Can you say that today? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, man? That's what it's about. That's what's going on. So when your job is not going right, guess what? You say, may God save me. Woo. God knows exactly where you are, right? If you're going to work, God didn't say, oh, I didn't know they were working today. He knows you're working. And you might be the only Jesus they see on the job. How many know sometimes if they know you know Jesus, it's not always that comfortable on the job? Yeah, yeah. But how many know when things go bad, they track you down to pray for them on the job? Don't make no difference. Anyway, I can, I can be a mirror of Christ. Lord, help me be a mirror of Christ. Man, God is so good. What else we got here? So here's the question. Do you need reviving today? I think all of us could use a little reviving, don't you? God is so good. I'm going I'm to run on through these things here because I got a little happy on some of my stories. I hope they were a blessing to you. Will you not revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. How much time are you investing in God? How much time are you investing in reading the Word of God? How much time do you spend on emails, Facebook, YouTube, trying to shop, trying to shop and get the best price on something? None of those things are bad things. But the best thing is to give God your best. Give God what's first. Do you start your day with God? Do you thank God for what's going on? Do you praise him on the way to work? Do you praise him going down to pick up the grandkids? Do you praise him, right? Me and Denise went out yesterday and saw a cute little grandbaby with these folks. And we, we you know, we, oh, they don't, he's so cute, he's so cute. He's like, oh, yeah, that's good. And the granddad came over and he said, I said, how old is he? He said, 18 months. He said, we've had him 11 days. Let's go. <laughs> I'm thinking, but see, it starts wearing on you. Life can wear on you. But grace will grow in you. Amen. Grace will grow in you. And are you pouring that grace out? Are you investing time with God? It's a relationship. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, man. People sometimes say, man, you act like you know Jesus. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Here's the thing. Do I always listen to them? I wish I could stand here and say all the time. So when I come to you, I'm coming to you just, we're in the same boat. Covered by the blood. Saved by grace. Through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I pray that you take the message today and revive us. And I pray, Lord, that if there's one here today that does not know you, that today they call on the name of Jesus. People listening online, it doesn't make any difference if you're here or there. It, what makes a difference is, are you hearing this with your heart? So, Lord, I ask you, Lord, help me to make this part of the message so clear that no one can miss it, Lord. Holy Spirit, guide my words and draw people close to you. 
Father, I ask for each one listening today or maybe even a little bit later and those that are here. Ask yourself, if they died today, do they know for sure that they go to heaven? I pray that that is a yes. But if it's not, I want you to know how you can know. Because Jesus said, if you call on a name, call on my name, you will be saved. The Bible said all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. It means we all miss the mark. It also means we all need a Savior. If you're here today and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, the shed blood on the cross, and him rising on the third day today, do that today. You say, how do I do that, buddy? You do that by saying, Lord, I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. Lord, I'm trusting in your shed blood for the remission of my sins. Lord, today, come into my life and forgive me. He doesn't say you've got to clean up. He doesn't say you've got to dress up. He doesn't say anything else. He just said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to hear that today, friends. And I pray that anything said here today, I pray everything brought glory to God. God works in his people in a mighty, mighty way. Some folks have to hear things over and over. I don't know how many times I actually heard the gospel message before I actually listened to the gospel message. God, open our hearts to be listeners and revive us this day. If there's one here today and you, you're just not sure, let me ask you to look up here right now and you can be sure by calling on the name of Jesus. You say, buddy, what I do, what I say, is by faith. God, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm putting my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Lord. Thank you for your shed blood, for the remissions of my sin. And today, Lord, I receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. I'm going to sign off to our friends over here. Woo, God's good. Hey, friends, if you get an opportunity, I hope you guys were blessed by what we did today. Be sure to, to share that with somebody. Hope to meet you real soon in person uh, every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 9 Cedar Road, Pacosa, Virginia, 23662. We love you. God bless you.